welcome to Music She Missed, the podcast where I try to get my best friend caught up in some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. Hi, I'm Rachel, and I missed all the music. Rachel, we're back for another super fun episode of our show. How are you feeling? Um, I'm okay. We kind of took a little bit of a break between last episode to this episode. And so I really like when I'm in a routine, I've got my music listening to it. And uh, yeah, and so we've kind of had a little bit of a break. And so um, it was hard, but it was a good break. You're ready to get back in is what you're saying is that you yes. miss this <laughs> routine and thing that we do. Um, so I have a fun question for you this week. What is your favorite 80s movie? Um, I would say 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess wouldn't be Swiss Family Robinson. That's nope. a little bit older. Wouldn't be Mary Poppins or Sound of Music. Nope. Hmm. 80s. Wild Hearts Can Be Broken? Newsies with uh, Christian Bale as a kid. You're asking me like I know. I'm just asking you. Well, I'm saying those are my two, but aren't are those in the 80s or those early 90s? I don't know. I'm not the movie person. I would say, um, let's say Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. All right. How do you feel about Back to the Future? Oh, I love Back to the Future. Well, that's so awesome because our artist for this week is very strongly connected to Back to the Future. Is it that Johnny Be Good guy? No, but that would be a good one, too. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so he's a real guy that wasn't just an actor or anything. Why don't I reveal the artist and then you can tell me what you know? Okay. (laughs) Are you ready? All right, I'm ready. Drum roll. It's Huey Lewis in the news. Okay. I don't know who those people are. Never heard of them before? Never. Maybe. Okay. Well, are, are there, is there music in Back to the Future? Yes. In fact, the song, The Power of Love. I like that song. Back in Time are by this band. Oh, fun. Okay. Then I do know at least two of their songs. Yeah. I'll throw a couple more at you just in case, but okay. I doubt you'll know any of them. Um, Working for a Living. No, the only one that I know about work is nine to five with Dolly Parton. We did that on like season one. Uh, Not quite that, but you're welcome. Uh, A song called I Want a New Drug. No, I've never done drugs before. Okay. Um, Last one that we'll do before it is evidence that you've just seen the movie Back to the Future is Hip to Be Square. Oh, yeah. At the Under the Water, the Sea dance. Nope, different thing. Um, <laughs> back to the future mode. Well, so this is a um, hit-making machine from the 80s and 90s. Okay. And your work is going to be to listen to them every day for a week. Okay. Playlist on Spotify created lovingly for you by someone you've never met. Who? Is my really good comedy friend, Dawn. Dawn. Very cool. I'm excited to meet her. It's him. It's D-O-N. No, it's cool. Dawn is one. I thought it was (laughs) D-A-W-N. 
He's one of my favorite people. He's like my pandemic support group. He brought me special popsicles on my birthday and drove them far away. Yes, you will like Don, and I think you will like this band too. Cool. Are you ready for your homework? I am for one week, one hour, every single day. Oh, yes. That's the power of love coming to you. Audience, you can listen to this playlist along with Rachel by searching for Spotify colon user colon music she missed. Rachel, see you next week and audience will be back with you in just a moment. Here we go. Welcome back. Rachel, you spent the last week listening to Huey Lewis and the news. How'd it go? Yeah. I I honestly had a lot of fun. And where we live right now, the, the weather's changing. I mean, flowers are blooming, the trees are budding, and it's just a really great time to kind of get on the golf cart and just kind of not know if you're going left, not know if you're going right, and just kind of go on a golf cart adventure. And so I brought Huey Lewis and the news on the golf cart with my family. And I, I actually made a lot of memories with Huey Lewis and the news. I had a lot of fun this week, so. Well, I'm super glad to hear that. And I know that our guest host, um, my friend Don will be super glad to hear that too. Welcome Don. Thank you. It's great to be here. Nice to see you, Rachel and Allie. Nice to Thank see you. Thank you so much for being here. So, Don, just to play off what Rachel just said, do you also drive around in a golf cart, um, getting lost in your neighborhood, jamming to Huey Lewis in the news? Sadly, I don't. That sounds awesome. Uh, don't have a golf cart. But if I did, I would undoubtedly be tooling around my neighborhood listening to Huey Lewis in the news. This has been a great opportunity for me to go back and listen to Huey Lewis in the news again after not doing it for a while, and I really enjoyed it. Good, good. Yeah, we actually found a golf cart on Craigslist. And I mean, for maybe $5, maybe 7 And so my husband kind of, I don't know, put a new engine in it, put new tires on it, this and that. And we kind of just made it our own. And we kind of have fun with it with the kids in the neighborhood and with my daughter and stuff like that. And now the dog gets on it. So it's the Huey Lewis mobile. Don, um, I'd like to start out this episode asking you why did you choose this particular group? Sure. Uh, so when I look at Huey Lewis in the News, it's one of the groups that I really enjoyed when I was growing up because I'm older than the two of you are. <laughs> and uh, it, they were one of my favorite groups growing up. They were just a an iconic group in the 80s mm -hmm. uh, and into the 90s, really. And... So it's a, a good memory group for me. Uh, it's kind of a good, feel-good, unpretentious group. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of memories that throughout this week, but one of them is my husband. He'll listen to like maybe a little song here from one of the weeks or this song here, but this is actually the only week he has ever listened to the entire hour, multiple days with me. And it was just a lot of fun. He um, he really likes Huey Lewis and the news as well. And he actually really didn't know them either for this um, until this week. And so it was kind of fun to do it together with him. 
in that sense. So I can't wait to hear about which songs kind of were those connection points for you. But before we do, Rachel, I'm sure that you have some questions about who these people are. <laughs> that yes. Dawn's prepared to answer. So why don't we jump into who are these people? The first one that I really was like Huey Lewis in the news. Huey Lewis. Is that his real name? Did his mama give him that name? No, not quite. His mama gave him the name Hugh Anthony Craig the Third. He was the third Hugh Anthony in his family. Uh, he was born in New York City. About 1976, he was going by the stage name. And I'm not actually sure if it's Huey Lewis or Huey Louie, because uh, it's spelled like King Louie. Uh, so he was going by that by 1976 uh, in his former band, Clover. And on their albums, he's he's actually credited twice. For the vocals, you have Huey Lewis or Huey Louie. Uh, and for songwriting, you have H. Craig, both of whom are Huey Lewis. Interesting. So this is in the mid seventies. He's in these other, these other bands. Um, Rachel, I know one of the questions that you had, cause we talked about back to the future in the first half was if he got famous through back to the future, right? Yes. Was it before the Back to the Future or was it because of the Back to the Future? Where was that? Right. So it was really sort of the other way around. He was invited. Huey Lewis in the News was invited to sing in Back to the Future because they had become so wildly popular at the time. So that was uh, it was a couple of years after their album Sports came out and they were wildly popular. They uh, they had been invited then to sing uh, a couple of songs for Back to the Future. That's really cool. Um, Back to the Future is actually my husband's favorite movie series. Um, and so um, that was kind of fun all with three it, of um, this past week. Yeah, he likes all three. Um, he, okay. especially his, the second one is not his favorite favorite. But, okay. <laughs> Good to but hear. he actually likes that one too. So I don't know. We have all three ornaments of the train, the, the second one with the flying thing, and then the first one. They're <laughs> all Christmas ornaments. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, Don, could you tell us a little bit more about the band? Who else is in it? What they play? Sure. So the band has been relatively stable for as long as they've been around. Um, I, I mentioned Clover was in the mid-70s, uh, mm -hmm. and that started out in San Francisco area, moved to England, actually, to kind of be part of the pub rock scene in the UK oh. in the late 70s. Um, and then from there, they um, they were going along. It didn't really hit it off big. They had a bit of a following there. Uh, but the band kind of broke up. Huey Lewis went and performed with Thin Lizzy, an Irish band, for a while. Oh. Um, the guy who was really the lead of Clover left uh to join another group um and he, he joined the doobie brothers if you've heard of the doobie brothers yeah i i know you have allison i didn't know that rachel would have necessarily that's no, a no sorry <laughs> i know <laughs> we'll get there someday but uh 
Then they came back to the United States uh, in the late 70s. And really, Huey Lewis and Sean Hopper, Huey on harmonica and vocals and Sean mm -hmm. Hopper on keyboard, started jamming in just some of the bar scene in the United States. And they pulled together then what became Huey Lewis in the News in 1978, 79. Um, and they actually... Originally, they came together as Huey Lewis and the American Express. When they were signed by Chrysalis Records, Chrysalis said, eh, we don't think we like that name. I think they were concerned about getting sued by American Express. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, they changed it to Huey Lewis and the News. Uh, and they stayed Huey Lewis and the News from that point on. Uh, at that point, they had six members. Four of those members uh, are still part of Huey Lewis and the news. So they did in uh, the mid nineties, their bass player moved on, they replaced him. And then in 2001, their lead guitar player left and was replaced, but they've been pretty stable since then. And they're like still doing stuff. Well, <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, it wouldn't really be an episode of Music She Missed without something sad. Um, oh, no. <laughs> it's not as oh, sad no, as no, some no, of no. these I have been. I had a really great week. <laughs> I, I really did. Please don't ruin it. Well, I have good news for you. As far as I know, none of them have passed away or anything like that. Um, but in 2018, the band did announce that Huey Lewis... Was, was suffering some profound hearing loss because of Meniere's disease. Aww. And it's pretty hard to go be a lead singer in a band with profound hearing loss. So they announced they were done touring and that they had released their last album. Interestingly enough, they released their album Weather in 2020, uh, but it's music that was recorded prior to that. So... They're yeah. still around. They're still pretty active. Um, Huey Lewis in the News has various social media channels they're active in and everything, but they aren't producing any new music. Right. Uh, Do they have a TikTok account? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I'm just playing. <laughs> actually, I don't think they do because I saw a comment online that said, hey, I really want the TikTok kids to discover Huey Lewis in the News. So right. apparently not. <laughs> um, Rachel, I'm sure you have some other questions for Don about this music. So one of the things that as I was listening throughout the week, I could tell with Huey Lewis's voice that I felt like it was like, honestly, I'd, I've never heard of him before. And so, but there was this voice that has kind of made me go back to maybe the late 80s, 90s, and it, like a cartoon was he in a cartoon or did he sing in a cartoon or what, what, what is his voice is making me think of something. So I'm not sure. I, I'm not aware of any cartoons he was in, in the eighties and nineties, other than there was a Canadian animated series that he was part of for a little bit, but unless you were in Canada, you wouldn't probably have seen, well, seen or heard it. Yeah. I've been to Canada multiple times, but it wasn't like more of his voice as in him speaking or anything, but him singing a song that's like. Any theme songs or anything like, like a, that? Like something really popular and maybe well, in a movie or something like that. We could mention Back to the Future. Again. Um, 
<laughs> but but he actually he actually uh, was in a number of of different movies at various points. Um, really? If you go way back to the seventies when it was still Clover, there was an iconic Levi's ad that Clover played a cover for uh, Route sixty six. Um, it's about a two and a half three minute ad they showed in theaters and stuff. Apparently, um, I I have a theory. If I can throw it out here. Oh, absolutely. Um, Rachel, how did you, I know this is jumping ahead a little bit. We normally normally don't do this. How did you feel about I Want a New Drug, the song? Mm, that was in my dislike pile. Okay. But that bass line, that ref, did it seem familiar to you in any way? Don is nodding because he knows where I'm going with this. I'd have to listen to it for another week. Maybe it would be reminiscent of the Ghostbusters. That was yeah. a cartoon and a movie. I I do remember the Ghostbusters. I just feel like it was a cartoon Disney. Well, but the song. So I'll let Don tell the story about the song "I Want a New Drug" and the Ghostbusters theme song. I think I figured it out. I think I figured it out. Okay, what? Um, it's the one with the cat and the dog. They're in New York City. And it's a little orange cat and the little girl. What? Oliver? Oh, you know. Yes! That's it! Okay. It was Oliver and Company. Because I want to let you know, my kid loves the Disney Plus um, streaming thing. And she's been watching that all the time lately. So a quick Google reveals there is a song called Once Upon a Time in New York City, and it is by Huey Lewis. I want to let you know, I feel like I should cry. <laughs> I feel like I should cry. I'm so proud of myself. I'm like double checking. I'm like, is this real? But IMDb, it is real. I I've heard that song. I didn't know it was in Oliver and Company. Wow. I've been watching that that movie like a lot. She's really into um dogs right now. Um but she also likes cats because her best friend likes cats. So that's why that movie's there in her life. That's All right, awesome. so I still want to tell the Ghostbusters story because oh, yes, it's, yes, it's yes, a great story. Too. Yes, please. Um, so actually, Ghostbusters was involved in a lawsuit uh, with Huey Lewis in the news in late 1985. So Ghostbusters came out, or maybe it was late 1984. Ghostbusters came out in 1984. Huey Lewis in the news sued the producers of Ghostbusters, claiming that their theme song was ripped off from their, from the song, I Want a New Drug. And the suit was eventually settled out of court. The guy who had done the music on Ghostbusters sued Lewis later for talking about the settlement, which is apparently a violation of the, of the settlement. Yeah. But but later on, the filmmakers admitted that they had I Want a New Drug as temporary background music when they were filming. They originally invited Huey Lewis to do the music for Ghostbusters. They couldn't because they were touring. They didn't have time, so they declined. And then the filmmakers 
provided the background footage or the footage with that background music in it to the guy who eventually did the song to kind of help him when he was writing the theme song. So he had that in his head when he was seeing what was happening. Um. And so whether it was on purpose or not, is pretty hard to say, but it's pretty clearly an influence there. And if you listen to the two of them, they are very similar. Yeah, very. That's super interesting. (laughs) Because I had I had that deja vu feeling the first couple times I went through the playlist myself and I was like, man, this song is familiar. And then I was reading about the band myself and found that same fact. Very interesting. Rachel, what are some of oh sorry. Go ahead, Don. I was just gonna say, uh, I want a new drug was also my rebellion song in high school, uh, because my parents hated it, as you might imagine. <laughs> Um, but you know, I told them that it wasn't about drugs at all. It was it was really a love song, and that he talked about all the bad effects of drugs. Is that I don't, I don't want any of those. I want things that make me feel like I do when I'm with you. Aww. That was my argument. My parents, uh, they never bought that argument. By the way, <laughs> interesting. I wouldn't enough, buy that argument either. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, literally a month or two ago, I was having this conversation with my kids who are both adult children and explained to them this thing I had. My daughter looked at me and she says, no, dad, that's totally a drug song. So I lose with my kids too. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's awesome. Um, I'm curious before we talk about the music um, specifically, who their influences were and what genre wise, Rachel, I don't know if you'd call this pop rock. What would, Don, you're nodding. Yeah, it's it's certainly got pop in it. it it's it's mostly pop, uh, pop music. Um, it really had a lot of kind of 50s and 60s R&B influence in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things like that. Um, interestingly enough, in preparing for this, I went and looked up, hey, what were Huey Lewis's influences? And there was an interview where they asked him that. And I thought, well, that'd be a great, a great source. So I went and read that. And Huey Lewis said that it was punk rock, which right. you originally you kind of go punk rock. Well, it's not because of the sound of punk rock, this kind of angry sound of punk. Huey Lewis is not that. Nope. Um, Huey said that he was influenced by their willingness to thumb their noses at the establishment and just do what they wanted to do and let the estab- music establishment deal with that. And so his comment was, what a relief. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to play punk music. I'm going to do this R&B thing. I'm going to get my friend Johnny to play horn. I'm going to maybe one day get a horn section, even though nobody's doing that. Uh, And I'm just going to do it how I want to do it. And so he got the band together. They went back to the soul, blues, and the R&B he'd grown up with. And so that was really kind of that influence is that that R&B stuff. Uh, There's a lot of influence from people like Elvis, uh, that yes. hillbilly, uh, hillbilly rock, if you Rockabilly. will. Yeah. Yep. You definitely uh, hear that in, um, buzz, buzz, buzz. Yes. Very clear. Um, cool. So Rachel, why don't we jump into the songs, what you liked and what you didn't like, starting with what you didn't like. Yeah, there were actually just three songs that were on my dislike pile. Um, I want a new drug, which, yeah, it was, it was just, yeah, that was not 
the song. I'm not a fan of the lyrics and I didn't buy it, Don. <laughs> you and Don's parents are in agreement. Yes. And your kids, I apparently. I do want to say as a complete aside that Weird Al covered the song and <laughs> it is called I Want a New Duck. And <laughs> Rachel, you might want to look that up because then it's not about drugs anymore. It's just like quack, 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 quack. <laughs> like it's. I will totally look that up. That sounds fun. Um, the other one was Bad is Bad. Um, the tempo on that well, just wasn't my beat. Um, it wasn't fast. It wasn't slow. It just wasn't me. Plus, I'm not a fan of the lyrics on that one. So, yeah. One interesting thing about Bad is Bad is that was actually, I don't know if you'd call it a self-cover. Oh. That was a song that Clover had done in the mid-70s mm -hmm. as Clover. And then Huey Lewis and the News brought it back uh, in the 80s to do Bad is Bad once they had established themselves as a band. And you may not have loved it with, as Huey Lewis and the News, but I guarantee you would like it less as Clover. I went and listened to it. It was not as good. Oh, oh, oh. Um. The heart of rock and roll, um, the heartbeat at the begin beginning wasn't that got a little creepy actually. Um, <laughs> I have a family member that's struggling with some heartbeat issues right now, so I was just like, I kept thinking about them, and so yeah. <laughs> uh, Don was he heavily in influenced by Edgar Allan Poe at all? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. I don't think so. Uh, interestingly, no, he was influenced by punk. So <laughs> that's right. Uh, Rachel, you're in some pretty good company. Uh, there is, I, I think it might be Billboard, but I'm not sure. Uh, there was a, a musical group that actually named The Heart of Rock and Roll as one of the 50 worst rock songs of all time. Ooh. Although, I uh, and it kind of goes a long time. I really like the song, but I can see why somebody wouldn't. Yeah, the heartbeat at the beginning. That was it for me. <laughs> Otherwise, like long lists of cities where rock is played, that was all of that part was cool with you. That was okay. Okay. Well, let's leave the songs you didn't like um, in the dust and talk about what you did like. Because, Don, am I correct that Huey Lewis and the News had? 19 uh charted singles throughout their career it's it's something it's about that it they had they had songs in the top 10 in three separate decades in the 80s wow. and 90s and the 2000s uh and every album they made from 1982 through 91 92 hit at least gold they had seven wow. that were, were multi-platinum. Uh, and so, yeah, they they were highly successful. They had a lot of really good songs. How have I never heard them before? I've heard that <laughs> question a lot on this on this show. Yeah, that's uh, Don. That whole question is why I have this show. But let's <laughs> let's talk about your likes. What did you like, Rachel? Buzz, buzz, buzz. This is probably a very super fun song to sing and dance to. I specifically swing dance to. Mm -hmm. um, I actually got to teach my little girl some swing dance moves in the living room. We kind of rearranged the furniture recently. And so we kind of pushed all the furniture 
off to the side so we could really use the space. And so she and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, she's at a fun age and I'm just, uh, I'm a big fan of her. So this song became a lot of fun family memories and uh, Buzz 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 is definitely on my love pile. Okay. Uh, any other ones? Uh, Hit to be square. Um, that's another great fun song. Um, kind of curious. Who does the trumpet work on that song? Is it Huey or? It's it's not Huey. They actually had, and I didn't know this until recently. I went and looked it up, but they had a group called the Tower of Power Horns. Uh, Tower of Power Horns did it. You had two guys, Greg Adams and Lee Thornburg on trumpets, uh, and then three saxophonists, tenor and baritone sax, that did that. So uh, that was uh, that was that. Interestingly enough, uh, same song, the background vocals. They're the regular band members, other than Huey, do a lot of the background vocals when they're touring and all of that. But if you look at the album, there's a list of about 12 guys doing background vocals for this one song. Wow. And I started reading through the list. I'm going, some of these names look really familiar. And so there were five or six different former NFL players that played for the 49ers. <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news, they're big 49ers fans. They apparently invited them in to do background vocals with them. And there's also their sound mixer was one of the background vocalists. A guitar technician was a background vocalist. They had a number of people like that. So it seemed to be that they just, they, these were guys that were just out having fun playing music. And so they brought people that they liked and wanted to do music with. with. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to awesome. hang out with. Um I mentioned NFL football players, Joe Montana, former quarterback for the 49ers, has actually been on stage with them when they've done music at times in a concert. Uh, and so they have those touch points. The, that's kind of who this band is. It's it's a band that just goes out and has fun making music with their friends and, you know, wound up playing music for four decades together doing that, which is wow. not a bad gig. So question for you. Um, have they ever done the Super Bowl? halftime show uh i don't believe so no i think i would remember mm -hmm. that and i don't remember that because i would i usually use halftime at the super bowl to go get food and i would have stayed and watched that halftime show and i didn't so they <laughs> must not have i use the game to go get food and i come back and watch the halftime show. <laughs> um i usually have the food next to me so i don't have to get up at all <laughs> <laughs> Um, Rachel, what were um, a couple other songs you really enjoyed? The Power of Love. How can you not like that song, especially when you like Back to the Future? Uh, they also did do the song Back in Time, which is from the end of the movie, which isn't on this playlist, but that's oh, That's kind of cool. I yeah. like that. You get two songs by them in that movie. <laughs> um, were they in the movie? Yes. <gasps> What? Really? Hu Huey Lewis was not as a musician. It was an uncredited cameo. He was one of the judges for the the band competition. You know one that says, "No, guys, you're just too loud." Uh, yes, actually, it is. That actually is Huey Lewis. Wow, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. I'm so cool for thinking of it. 
<laughs> that is cool. Thank you, Rachel. Your movie knowledge comes in handy. Why don't you just pick um, like two, a couple more songs to discuss? Um, um, some of the um, my lies are true. Um, the guitar work on that one. Um, I just want to hats off to the guitarist on that one. That was really cool. Who was the guitarist in that? Uh, Johnny Cola. Johnny Cola. That's Very funny. cool. C O L L A. Johnny Cola. That's or Chris Hayes. It may have been Chris Hayes. They both played guitar in the group at that time. I'm not sure which one would be playing the part you're you're talking about. That was cool. my favorite song on the playlist. Really? That's cool. I liked it like lyrically, like the realize lies kind of um lyrical rhyme there. And I thought it was a fun I thought it was a fun song. Cool. Can't help but say one last song though. Um naturally. Um at first, um through the first part of that week, it wasn't my favorite. But it actually started growing on me. And the acapella part of it, um, I just, um, I really liked it by the end of the week. And uh, I'm glad you put it on the playlist. That's one I put on because when it first came out, I didn't like it. <gasps> so you and I are in the same boat there. I didn't like it. Um, I it, it grew on me over time, naturally. But <laughs> the... Um, the other reason I put it on there is I thought it really showcased some of their talent as musicians, because when you're singing a cappella, you don't have anything in the background covering any mistakes up and all of that. It really showcased who they are and some of their talent as musicians. It was also kind of a different style, a kind of a throwback style that I really liked as well. Yeah, it was a great song. I really liked it. Well, Don, do you have, what is your favorite song? I like a lot of their stuff, obviously, but I, ha I have to go back to one that Rachel liked and one that she hated. Okay. Uh, I really like I Want a New Drug. Yeah. Um, and we already talked about why that is. But the other one I really like is Hip to Be Square. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in high school, being at practice and having that blurring from the bleachers as we went through our drills and all of this stuff and people singing along with it. And it was just it was just a fun song, a lot of fun memories with it. Um, interestingly, they later came back and did a remake of that where it's too hip to be square. And I didn't like that nearly as much. It, I thought it, it ruined the song a little bit, but they didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel, we've learned who they are. We've talked about the songs. We've gotten our memories made. Are you ready to rate Huey Lewis? I am. I am. All right. So on a scale of one to 10, one being bad is bad is bad <laughs> is bad. And uh, 10 being, I don't know, buzz, 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 because you're not going to stop talking about how much you love Huey Lewis in the news. Where would you rate the likelihood that you're going to listen to this music again? 11. What? <laughs> I'm not joking. Yes. I actually had an amazing week and I actually already bought a couple of the songs already um, on my new laptop. So you yay! Bought them. I know. <laughs> wow. Don, I have to tell you, you know this as a listener, this is only the second 11 of all time on our show. Oh, this gives me, this gives me great joy. I, I love Huey Lewis. 
it's not necessarily deep. It's just fun. It's it's workmanlike music. This just makes me happy. Yeah. I just had a lot of fun with my memories and myself, but ultimately I really liked the music. It was super fun. So and it's me. So I am a fun person. So yeah. This is awesome. Um Don, can I just say thank you so much for being sharing with me that you loved this band and you wanted to bring them on the show because, you know, obviously our age difference and taste and various things, this wouldn't have been one that I would have gotten to quickly. So thanks for coming on and giving Rachel some motivation to keep doing this show with me. Well, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. It makes me happy that uh, you loved the the group, Rachel, but I would, I would have enjoyed it anyway. I love listening to the show and this has been great fun for me. So thanks for having me. And uh, I'll look forward to hearing what else comes down the pike. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, honestly, for listening to being on the show and uh, just being a friend to all of us. So um, we're happy to have you. All right. If you, our audience, want to follow along with Rachel's journey of musical discovery, see what other surprising artists she will give the coveted 11 to. Like us on <laughs> Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Uh, rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and you can listen to this playlist and all the other playlists by searching for Spotify colon user colon music she missed. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much and have a great week. Bye. 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 Who else hears little click clicks?